We provide a safe space for modern women to address and demystify social and religious constructs, discover God's truth, and thrive no matter what season they find themselves in. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. Today we will be talking about purpose and friendship. The two becomes one. I'm your girl T and I'm here with my girl Kim. Hey. <laughs> and we're going to get into it. This is a unique topic in that we were thinking about purpose and, and even friendship. What I found is, and you all may disagree with me and we may disagree with each other as we go through this right, podcast. Let's go, let's go. But that's why we on here. Let's like, hit it. Is that I find that for me, purpose understanding your purpose as as an individual like who you are like understanding your identity in Christ and what God has called you to be here on earth to do to make an impact right so not just like what he's called you to do but what is he what is he um leading you to do that will cause an impact here on earth is pivotal to um your relate your marriage right okay i think it's vital to your marriage um i think when you don't so that's one aspect I, f- I feel like when you don't when you're not solidified in your who you are and where you're headed as far as the mission and vision that god has given you then it's hard to come together with someone else right so, okay. that's, so that's one aspect and then i do feel like out of that purpose um when you find that because um, people are always talking about, oh, well, I want to be equally yoked with the person. As Christians, we use that colloquialism, so to speak, that church church uh, speak of, I want to be equally yoked, but I think equally yoked are, is so many, is different levels. It's, it's beyond just your faith, but it's also values. And, and I think oftentimes, if there's no synergy in what you guys are doing and, and, and how you impact the earth, you can either grow together or grow apart. Okay. And so that's real cerebral. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's right. real cerebral. Right. <laughs> First of all, we already know what we're the first the first purpose is. We know the first purpose is to be God's family, human beings. Mm-hmm. We know that Adam was given a charge. He has to provide protect work um he was given a help meet not help mate please don't say help mate a mm-hmm. help meet mm-hmm. the help is to help him meet what god has assigned for him to do mm-hmm. you have an assignment i'm here to help you meet that assignment mm-hmm. i'm here to help you fulfill what you are supposed to be doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the first thing mm-hmm what so we have to agree. No, you got an assignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you a husband, you already got an assignment mm-hmm. to be a husband. husband. Right. Provide and protect. Fact. Right. Yep. That's true. That's true. At all costs. That's true. If you a Christian, you already have an example. 
as Christ's relationship with the church is as, as how the husband's relationship should be with his wife. He should be gracious. He should be kind. He should be generous. He should be all of those things that's outlined in the definition of love that God has given us. Right. First of all, that's not hard. That's cere- you you going way cerebral. The second thing is, if he knows that and she knows that, usually a person's individual purpose lines up with what their giftings are. Exactly. I agree with that. So, as you're going along in your um, getting to know one another, however, whether you're single, getting to know one another, or whether you're married, still getting to know one another, because it's all going to be changing as you go through, you can't expect to get married at a 25, 30, 35, even 40, and live to be 70 or 80 without going through some stuff that's going to change how your perception is of the situation or the circumstance. Right. Sicknesses, right. parents dying, right. all kinds of things, life, losses of jobs moving all kinds of things have happened Mm -hmm. whereby your purpose for that season may have to shift you say pivot a lot Mm -hmm. may have to pivot Mm -hmm. I agree with that too so you can't think that this whole oneness thing incorporates all of that if you have an understanding about each other's giftings and you have an understanding of how you're going to make marriage work, all the rest of that, you don't understand my purpose. Okay, well, okay. All I do understand is that I'm here. I'm supposed to be provider and protector. I'm supposed to make sure that my family's taken care of, and I'm supposed to be a worshiper of God, and I'm supposed to, you know, make sure that my family is brought up in the admonition of Christ. I'm supposed to do all of that. I don't need to understand. I don't need to understand all of that, what you're talking about. Because I'm busy over here trying to do man stuff. Right. And that's the reason why, on the second part of our discussion about friendship, we incorporate all of that. Just like you said it mm-hmm. in the open. Mm-hmm. We incorporate all of that. It's a big old cerebral so thing. You think they friend? are very compartmentalized. Mm. And they don't wrap all that up in a package like we do. Girl. Well, uh, <laughs> I think I think I found some men that really desire friendship. Like, it's their number one quote-unquote list. You it's know. different from ours. Yeah. And I do because, I mean, that was, that was a big problem with my ex-husband with me. He felt like I wasn't his friend. And and I felt like, well, you don't even get married to somebody that you're not friends with. Like, How is he defining friendship? Exactly. Yeah, so, so, so you got to know that. Right. And so what I found is he really wanted, like, what's that? Love and basketball type of friendship. And I was like, I never gave you that. Like, I, like, I never pre- presented that. Like, why did you, like, like, why did you expect that? You know what I'm saying? But I think he desired that, and it was a, and I think that's that's a, it's a big deal for him. And I was like, well, you have a best friend, and at the time when we met, we both had best friends. Um, And I was like, I consider you my friend. Like, I I don't think I would marry somebody that I haven't forged a friendship with. 
And for me, a friendship wasn't wasn't um, this love of basketball. You know, we work out together. We you know shoot hoops together. We go to the football games. Like I don't mind doing those things, but it, it's just not like I'm not that guy girl type of person. You know what I mean? And I think he felt like when when I would invite him or I would buy a ticket for the Redskins game to take him out for that, it was like he felt like I wasn't organic, like it was fake. But I was like, I think part of also loving your spouse and loving each other is to do things that both of you, you know, well, value, right? Yeah. Like, even if it's not, like, innate, <clears throat> yeah. right? trying different things yeah. that's what we do yeah and it doesn't mean it's it's not less organic right because i'm not your love of basketball girl it, i still i still can go sit at a game i still can go but you're not going to enjoy it no funny enough i i did like i did and i wanted to but i'm not i'm not i'm not that athletic like one thing about him he's very athletic so he was like college all-star like um mm-hmm. junior college all-star and then I ran track in high school, but that was it. Like, but I loved, you know, I loved us working t- out together. I still yeah, see, love. That's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And, and, and you have to understand the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Some people go because they really want to be involved in the activity. Right. Some people go because you go. I really want to be around you. You. I right. enjoy your company. Right, right. And right. you got to know who you're dealing with. Right. Because with my husband... I don't want you to go unless you really are going to enjoy the activity. Right, right, Because right. you ain't really pressed sometimes about <laughs> going somewhere and I'm all into the play. He don't like musicals. Right, right, right. He don't necessarily like plays. Right, right, right. You know, so don't just go because I'm going to feel that vibe and then I'm going to be like, dang, why you just stay home? Oh, yeah, but, I, but where's the balance? Because here's the thing. I wrestled with the balance of like, I may not like to go every week, but I think occasionally it's part of just, we just incorporate it as part of the things we do as date night. You know what I'm saying? Or like, he can pick something that he might not necessarily want to do, do that or, you like. Exactly. And so, and I was okay with that. That's but he, what friendship is. Yeah. That's what would make it a friendship. Right. Especially if you say, no, I don't want you to go because I don't think you're going to enjoy it and they not be offended. Right. 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 The friendship right. is you know me well enough right. to know I'm not going to like that as opposed to, why you didn't ask me to go? Right. And then you have this whole shebang shebang about, that's why that's why I was saying that most men cannot be friends like, hey girl, hey girl friends. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know, they they can take that kind of brute honesty. Mm-hmm. Girl, I didn't ask you to go because I knew you was going to like going to so and so. And you would not be offended. Right, right. They would be offended. Right, right, you right, know, right, right. Uh, so you have to, you know, you have to know your your person. Yeah, and how your they people. define friendship. And and that whole time, I was like, oh, so this is, so you just never perceived me as a friend. And so really, I think what we're saying is like really help like define what friendship means to each other. Um, because for me, friendship is that doing that thing that I may not always be comfortable with, but because I love you. I'm going to participate in it and I'm going to enjoy it actually. You know, will I do it every time? No. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And don't be offended if I, I say, say I don't want to go. Exactly. Exactly. But as far as purpose, it doesn't even have to, like you said, it does evolve, it does pivot. But I think 
I had a big challenge where, and I'm going to speak to like, I'm going to go real, real specific now into us because he met me at a time. And I think it's also like the timing by which you meet somebody too. Maybe, maybe it was a time in the season, Mm -hmm. but when he met me, I was very much already solidified in who I was. I'm very confident in who I was. Um, and even that time I was, you know, you know, um, preaching at church or whatever. And so he met me at a very pivotal point in my life. And I think for him, he was still figuring it out. Um, and I, and I think there's something about for men when they don't feel like they have it figured out that they're constant, that it becomes this constant searching mm-hmm. and stop. they're not settled. Right. And it's like this identity crisis. And I really didn't know we were going to go through that until after I had got married. So what ended up happening is that because I was so solid in, in who I was, I inherently intimidated him because he was still trying to figure it out. And so it was almost like we were growing apart because I was like... Would he say that too? He, yeah. He would say that's what he was saying? Yeah. He also felt like there were critical junctures in our marriage where he felt like he needed me and I wasn't there because I was off doing ministry. And I had to, I have to own that because my first ministry was to be there for him. But I think there was a part of me that felt like, I don't want to say... Why I got to babysit you? I didn't say that. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, is that the truth? You look wrong. Oh, I know, right, right, right. Is it? Is that no, the no, truth? That wasn't the truth. Oh, okay. But it was more like, it was more like I already communicated who I was and how this ministry meant to me. And now I felt like, like the his timing by which he wanted to do conflict resolution was the was the weirdest time. And I'm going to be very specific. So... One time I was, and I'm putting it out there, like one time, because I'm, I'm, I want to understand how I missed it, because I, I, I always do the introspection. And I literally was about to get on the plane, and this is where the communication comes in. And I think this is really, this is when I realized we have a communication gap. Um, I was literally about to get on a plane to go to Israel, okay, the nation, <laughs> okay, <laughs> with my church. And I had done a lot of, like I had pretty much coordinated it. And, you know, I was going as part with, all, with the, all the other pastors and going with the church. And I was pretty much like the one that did all the, you know, coordinating. And I had to help facilitate it. And he's like, literally, I'm on the board of playing. He's like, I need you. And I think I didn't process that he needed, like, he needed me to not go. And for me, that timing was like weird. Because I'm like, how did I miss it? What's been going on with you that is now? that like you need me how did i miss it before like could we have communicated this need before yes. i'm about to be com- like good on the plane just <laughs> and i and, and so i was like is it me or is it a guy mm-hmm. thing but i think it's, it's a guy, it's a it's guy, a guy thing, thing. Right? I, they want to test when, you it's always when you're leaving it's a test it's always when you're physically leaving mm-hmm. when they're like wait <laughs> yeah and, and i was it, like i want to see what and it feels to me like they gonna they just they want to see what you gonna do. Yeah, testing your loyalty and your love. And why you wanna do that? Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Any guys listening out there on this uh, podcast, don't do that. You're gonna get your little feelings hurt. <laughs> because I was like, this is critical. I felt like I would be irresponsible to abandon. But what did you do? I I went because like I felt like it's like you. It's like you knew about this trip for months. I know. What happened when you got back? 
there was this there was this um tension mm-hmm. there was a tension um did you say so what you need to talk to me about? yeah yeah i resumed it but for him it was like that's too it's too late mm-hmm. um and he and in that moment he and, and so so it made me feel like do you want me to prove that you are first and i don't i don't think I have to prove that you're first in that moment. Like no. you, I've always showed up as your first, and in this moment, I want to be first. What did you say? You that get what I'm saying? Prove, you don't have to prove. Yeah. You but have I, to I believe the person that you have to believe that I love you. Yes. I shouldn't have to prove it. Exactly, and you I, have I definitely felt like I had it. to you do a lot of proving. You have to choose. Yeah. To believe that I love you. That part. That's it. Choose. Don't you choose to believe that I love you? Yes. Now, if you're looking for a reason to believe that I don't, you're gonna find, find it. it. If you're looking for a reason yeah, to say believe, that for the people in the back. Say that for the people in the <laughs> back. Yeah. If you're looking for a reason to believe that I don't, you're gonna find it. That part. That part. That because your problem. expectations are gonna be all jacked up and out of whack. Mm. And I'm not trying to have to meet every one of your expectations because as soon as I meet one, here come another one. Mm. Here come another one. And if the measurement is going to be whether I meet that expectation, I prove it by mm-hmm. meeting that expectation, mm-hmm. I'm going to fail. Mm. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's too much to put on a person. And if you love me, you're not going to put that on me no way. Yeah, yeah. That's too much to put on a person. Yeah, and it happened consecutively. The second oh, time, Lord. I was going to South Africa. And South Africa was deeper because this was for seminary. And it was like like my last course for graduation. And it was connected to my master's thesis. And I'm like, if I don't do this, I don't graduate. And I think I was pregnant, didn't know it, or about to be pregnant. I don't even know what, what the situation was. But I just was like, I need to be done with school so we can focus. I can focus on this pregnancy and our marriage and and so for me to not go to South Africa would be like, it would just throw everything off. And I felt like we're doing this again. Like, why is it, like you said, why is it when I'm exiting the door that life is so critical when, when all the times I sought to communicate, he wasn't ready to have the conversation. And you know what I'm thinking? See, this is my mind saying. Mm-hmm. You looking for a reason to do whatever it is that you're trying to blame me mm. for. Mm. Whatever you finna do, mm. you mm. trying to put it on me that if I didn't go, you was going, mm. you ain't doing. Kim, is that sixty years? <laughs> Look, that's that sixty years. Said to the in the back. And I'm trying to tell you, he's setting that up. That kind of thing is a setup. Wow. He already knows. That is good, Kim. That he is finna do something. That's good, Kim. That good, if Kim. you were there, he wouldn't do. That's good, Kim. So if you leave, well, I told her she, I told her she, that it was critical right now that she shouldn't go. So it's really her fault. Wow. Because if she didn't go, then I wouldn't have done what I did. Oh, Kim, girl, that happened the third time. I need somebody to lean on. Oh, come on, Kim, that happened the third time. You, you are on it. That's your 35 years. You, that's you that know. 35 years, girl. No. You don't live to be 60 years old and be married for 35 years on just on GP. Just humble. So, yeah. No. And yeah. then the thing is, Tacoma, the reason why this relate, the reason why this conversation is so important is because when you find this stuff out 
I mean, after you, you know, you put your brain on it and you pray and you try to understand um, wisdom and you figure out these patterns. Right. After the first or second time, especially after the first time, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, wait a minute. Right. And you understand and you bind the enemy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you recognize things mm-hmm. and you call it out mm-hmm. when it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's less likely to happen again. Yeah. No, you're not gonna blame this on me. Yeah. yeah. No. And you can say he would have been shocked at the second time if you just said whatever you're getting ready to do. <laughs> just yeah. Clear blue sky. But this whatever you're getting ready to do, it's not gonna be my fault in that I have to go to South Africa. Right. And it's funny you say that because that that came up in my spirit. But I was like, let See? me throw it out here to you because I wanted to be objective. But that definitely came up in my spirit during then. I was choosing to believe that the love couldn't be tainted, right? And so the I was choosing to believe that you love me enough to respect me enough to let me go fulfill my purpose and not say, because you're going through something, this is going to be the excuse for you. To, right. Right. And oh, by the way, you, you choosing not to communicate it right. until I'm about to exit the door and do that which you know God is calling me to do in this season. Right. You know? But that was that was very critical. And so for me, I'm and not. Why gonna, you didn't go any? Why he didn't go? You could have gone. He could have gone. He could have gone to Israel. Yep. He could have gone to Israel. He could have gone to South Africa. And the, both invitations was made available. <laughs> Cause I'm that girl. I, yeah. I like to travel with my boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so both invitations made available. But yeah, I totally get it. But back to purpose and friendship. I think, I think for me, the purpose is directly connected to really you understanding who you are in Christ and if you don't have that foundation just as an individual and then you come in expecting some woman or to make you whole and you you don't have it together you're going to be broken throughout and I and I think that's unfortunately what I experienced right the brokenness showed up in different ways and um and I didn't know and for me that's when I was like this is paramount and I, you don't need to sit. You don't need to be accept your call into the ministry. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need yeah. to be. But you definitely need to know what God wants to use you for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to know. I, I, and uh, if and if and I can't help you with that. You, you have I mean? to know. You have to know your people. Yeah. I knew. I, I knew a long time before I accepted a call to ministry to the gospel mm-hmm. not to pastor mm-hmm. to the gospel mm-hmm. I knew a long time before mm-hmm. my whole people that have known me from junior high and high school would tell you um, and I knew that I was married to a man that could not be under a female mm-hmm. nope mm-hmm. wouldn't work wouldn't work mm-hmm. wouldn't work, wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. I knew it Mm. There's no way in God's green earth that um, you you have to know the character of your people. Mm. My husband would not sit under. Mm. No, he would not. Yeah, I ended a relationship caused, for that very reason. It would have caused a really big problem mm-hmm. because. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to say some stuff without being negative. (laughs) Because of the culture. Because of the culture, his upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, the man that I love the most in the world, my grandfather, the man that loved me the most in the, in the whole wide world, he remembered my husband's, um, he remembered my husband's sermon mm. and not mine. Mm. He gave more respect to Reverend Daryl mm-hmm. than his granddaughter mm. because he came from a place where men are the head of the church. Let's talk about that. And the that. women are underneath. I ain't have a problem because mm-hmm. I'm gonna still do me and mm-hmm. I'm gonna still do what I'm called to mm-hmm. do wherever I'm called to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's at church, it's at church. If it's at work, it's at work. If it's, at, if it's on the phone, if it's at the hospital, mm-hmm. if it's Girl Scouts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that I, wherever it is that I am, is I'm put my I'm in position to be a minister of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know what the good news is. Right. I'm prepared to say what the good news is in whatever environment I'm in. That part. So that's, and that's, people listening, it, purpose is that simple. That's, that's, that's purpose simple. Purpose is that simple. It ain't hard. That's why I said it's that cerebral. Yeah. Because I think we, we tend to tie it to church. We tend to tie it to. No. To the pulpit. We Mm-mm. tend to tie it to, oh, well, I'm not called to be a pastor. Well, you the you could show up as the good news in your office mm-hmm. and on the uh, as the bus driver. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you making an impact wherever God has placed you? Mm-hmm. And that is what purpose and mission is tied to. And I think if you can be equally yoked with someone that understands that concept and has a passion to live that out, or even just grow to that, because we yeah. weren't that. Right. I, I was that. Right. But you know and. And it was a, an Achilles heel mm-hmm. for a little bit in our relationship because I understand that, you know, relational re- relationship is how you reach people. Mm-hmm. Relationship is how you minister to people. Mm-hmm. It's all relational. Mm-hmm. My husband was not relational mm. with nobody. Mm. He wasn't relational with nobody. Mm. This ministry has caused him to have to self-examine and try to get relational. Right. Whether it's authentic or not, you got to get there, buddy. But was there a <laughs> moment, because he wasn't relational, that you felt like you guys, you were growing apart? Meaning that you were still showing up with the good news wherever you found yourself. And he probably, I don't know how that showed up in your life, but... And I don't want to even use the word jealous, but like, I mean, it could be jealous, That's a right? Good word. Yeah, <laughs> it could be that. Were there moments where he was jealous of? of I think so. Of how you were showing up in I places so. and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. okay. I think so. Um, because that's that's what ultimately happened. I I don't want to call it jealous, right? But I think there is this. It's either you grow together or you grow apart. I think those are really the two options, and you have to be intentional about growing together. And I think oftentimes, if you don't have those core values or core um, sense of direction of how you're going to be um, impacting the world, either together or separately, but just you you have that innately, you start feeling like, oh, she doing, she just off doing her thing, she's not thinking about me, or, you know, where it's like, I think you tend to embrace it and be that cheerleader for each other if you are, if you understand it. And you come to that together, or you grow into it together. Mm-hmm. There has to be that willingness, and that's what that's what happened. That's what happened. Now, fast forward post divorce. Oh, he know, mm-hmm. he know now, and he's living his best life. And there is a beauty in it though, cause I'm like, 
you know how you see it. That's why I the, say what I say yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know how you see it in 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 the person, mm-hmm. but they don't see it in themselves, and they have to arrive at it for themselves. Um, and you're willing, because you like you said, you were patient, and you were you were willing to support him as he grew well, into I it. Well, I know the strengths that need to happen for a person to be a pastor. They have to mm-hmm. be very administrative, mm-hmm. have to be very organized. And a whole lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So as we're a couple, I'm the one that's relational mm-hmm. with our people. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that's going to, you know, he's going to call some, but I'm going to call him, you know, I'm really going to check on him. I'm the one that's going to stay in touch with the ones that's left. Right. You know, I'm still going to show up for, you know, people and take them here and take them there and do mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, he's going to plan trips. And, right. You know, he's going to... Um, find a place for us to have the outside, you know, uh, driving church, and he's going to do financial reports, and he's going to be on every Zoom with the bishop and the elder. I ain't caring. I care about the bishop and the elder, but I ain't trying to be on every meeting. Right. I'm not trying to be the speaker for every, and I'm not trying to pray on every prayer call, and I'm not trying to do all of that. Right. Because for me, it takes away from if I were the pastor, the blessing is is that he has me to pick up with the people part. For me, if I was a pastor and I didn't have no help in that area, that is taking it's just like um when um Timothy was who was it? Was it was it Paul and James or Timothy or someone anyway with the widows and they were like what are we going to do about these widows mm. and, he, and, and he was like I don't, you know I don't I don't have time to you know do all of this administrative stuff I got to do ministry right so for me to be doing all of that over there with people that's already say other pastors and you know, having these prayers and all of this and preaching to one another because basically that's what it sounds like to me. Y'all on their phone preaching to each other. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Mm -hmm. Some people might have gone in, but it takes away from the real issues of ministry. I'm needing to call people that's about to have surgery tomorrow. Mm. I'm needing to see who needs some food. I'm yeah. needing to know, you know, who's afraid of this virus and needs some prayer because they're about to panic because they're in fear. Yeah. You know, I, we need to be, you know, talking to people about these things. Yeah. And if I'm on every call with a bunch of preachers, I, ministry to me is gets lost. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the hands and the feet. I guess you could look at the hands. And the feet, the hands being the administrative arm and the feet being like the relationship. But those things need to be done. Yeah. You know, there are people in our yeah. circles of ministry that expect for everything to be in order. Mm. You know, the, the Zoom to be looking right, the broadcasters to be looking right. Right. Have their reports and have their, Decency in the their money reports every quarter. And, you know, there are some technical, some people that look for these things and then there are some people that expect for somebody to show up for their issue Mm. Mm. so it's it's a lot to do with it 
That's mm-hmm. you know people he he don't he you know he might laugh at me because I'll tell people we're pastoring we're the pastor of. Oh, that's right. You know, we co-pastors. Pastor. We, I'm not, I'm not technically. I know, mm-hmm. but you might but as I know, well be. I, I know, you know, I know that there's some value in establishing relationship with these people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you absolutely. Know? So yeah, but you know, things evolve. Right, right. You can't get. I don't think anybody that's been married for any long period of time. They are. They understand each other's purposes and all of that at jump. Right, right. No, definitely not at jump. But I think... But you can know each other's giftings. Right, right, right. And you can be in a position where you encourage one another and uplift and promote yep. each other's thing yeah. as opposed to doubting if that because they're doing that you know, questioning their uh, loyalty and allegiance and love for you. You're right. in. It's something wrong with you. Right. And pride precedes the fall. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Every precedes. time. And I think it goes back to, I think what if the listeners don't, don't get anything else, I want them to get, like, keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. And I think when it comes to friendship and purpose, I think they, they friendship is birthed out of I think really um, is really getting to know each other's um, giftings and values and hopefully there's synergy in that mm-hmm. um, and when there's synergy in that the friendship is organic right it's not forced um, you're cheer you're cheering each other on through each at other's least, goals at least it's um, I, you gotta have definitions about your friendships mm-hmm because here's the thing when life happens like we said like like life is going to happen you're going to have to pivot but if you keep the main thing the main thing even when you're in the midst of the valley you can come back to that and yeah. i think it, it becomes the why you know everybody be like what is my why like mm-hmm. that becomes your why because you keep the main thing the main thing but if you don't have that core foundation you just you you, you lose change, the sense of direction you like, gotta you know why things change too because mm-hmm. you know my husband and I, we both like to go out and party and, you know, do a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of athletic stuff, riding bikes, doing a whole lot of stuff. But when babies come, right, something got to give. Right, right. And when my babies came, I gave. Mm. Did you feel? Because mm. we tend to give and then we feel resentful. You didn't feel resentful. Listen. I felt a little bit resentful. Okay, tell the truth. I, I, I did, but I was zoomed in on my babies. I was like, okay, well, you in the way anyway. <laughs> Not in the way, Kim. You know, you know, I was zoomed in on, on my kids. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't really caring about, you know, what he was what he was doing. I care, but then I was like, I'm sorry, it's gonna ain't going nowhere. You better be home at night. <laughs> <laughs> you better never don't don't you better never don't stay out all night. It's gonna be a problem. My husband knew not to, you know, not to press too many boundaries, you know, uh, or it would be a real big it would be an issue, so that's good. Yeah, That's he, good. He he, you know, he did his thing, but it wasn't just, you know, 
real crazy. He was still going to work every day, picking up kids, you know, helping with baths, you know, whatever like that. But mm. he was going. He he went out one time. He went to a New Year's Eve party without me because we couldn't find a sitter. Mm. I was mad. Mm. <laughs> like how you gonna go? How you gonna? And and this we said. I think I'm gonna drop by. I think I'm gonna stop by so and so, so and so. Like it wasn't no big deal, but it was New Year's Eve. Right, that's a big deal. <laughs> that's a big deal. Um, how important is friendship? Well, for you, you felt like it wasn't like the end all be all. But you guys, clearly, you have 35 years. You you have a great friendship. It's I just, think we. <laughs> it's funny. I think we would be closer friends if we weren't married. What? Explain. <laughs> because with a marriage comes a whole lot of expectations. With friends comes none. Mm. Well, I, I think, have expectations in friendships. Yeah, there's, I think there's always expectations in any relationship. I mean, whether marital, friends, or otherwise. I don't know. It's just, I think friends, I think at least maybe our generation, we spell it out. <laughs> we, we tend to spell out what our needs are. And when we're not getting it, People tend to like pivot <laughs> and move on to With the next friends. One. Yeah, absolutely. I, got, absolutely. I have my friends. Our generation will cut you okay, off. Okay, so we got a different definition. Yeah. Cause That's friends, I generation. keep friends. I keep forever. Yeah. I no. think we use the word friend too lightly. Lightly. I think associate yeah. might be what we have more of. Yeah. Yeah, I think our generation don't have those core friends, yeah. that lifetime friends. I I agree with you. I I believe in lifetime friends. And I and I've I have those. I find like who I'm friends with now, I've been friends with since ten or at least like over ten years. Like like you know that I'm still friends with now, post all the different seasons of my life, right? Like single, married, divorced. Like they're still here. But and you those, better know. Yeah. My friends, I I know, I couldn't be. The male friends that I have, I know I couldn't be married to them. Mm. The female best friends that I have, I, if they were male, I couldn't be married to them. Mm. That's why I say what why, I say. Why did you say that? What, what about that? Because I know them really well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I would have the same the same issues that I have with the, friend, the one that was my friend before we got married. Mm. And we got married. And now it's it's just a change. It's a shift. Not that, um, you know, um, so, okay. So you live with a person and you see um, uh, what they're good at, what they're not good at with regard to housekeeping. Okay. Before you're married, you, it's not a thing. You just do what you do. Right. They go home, you go home. Right. There's no expectations, expectations. as to who's going to do what. And then children come into the picture, and there's some more expectations on top of that. Right. And then money comes in there, and then there's some more, you know, and then you, you measure in fairness. Well, I don't think that's fair that he could do this, and I can't do this. And I don't think that's right that this can happen, and I can't do it's a whole lot of things in a marriage that don't come with a friendship. I agree with that. I agree with that. So there's inherent role expectations. There. But what comes with a friendship is, I girl, I got you. Got you. I got you. Whatever yeah. you, you know. Yeah. But with a marriage, you think it's girl, I, I got you, or boy, I got you. But if it's keep being always one sided, you'll feel you. You gonna be like, but you never got me. But what is that? 
What is that? And, and I think that's what I'm. I think that's the end goal of what I what I desire is that I got you no matter what. Like I need you to know that even when it feels one sided, I still got you. See, and you even, said that to that man, and then he didn't think you was gonna get on that plane. Hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean? Because I could like. What do you mean about you said getting on the plane? That. Yeah. But even that plan, we were supposed to get on it together. Like, I wasn't getting on it with, with, it was never planned to get on it without him. Because again, I'm trying to ride, I'm trying to ride on, we agreed to get on it. Like, for me to get on it. That's what I'm saying. Right. We agreed. Like, I didn't say, oh, I'm just going to do me. Like, I was never, if anything, I'll be honest, I was the attached wife. Like, I wanted to be around you all the time. Like, I was like, I was like obsessively around you all the time. Like, probably smothering you all the time. Um, and so it wasn't a matter of like I was trying to get away. Right. You know, he probably wanted some air. <laughs> but he was trying to. But, but he, what I'm saying is, he got that I got you regardless of what, come hell high water. And so, okay, let me see. Ah. Uh, see how she. So I get what you're saying. Like I projected early on. This is this this is good. This is good, Kim. I projected early on, ladies. Listen. I projected early on that I got you. I'm riding or dying. Ride or die. For whatever. And he tested that. Tested it. That's what I said. Yeah, I get and it. And you shouldn't have to test love. Shouldn't love. You should have to test, test love. You should just know. You should just know. That part. I think that's the rap right there. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It's a rap. It's a rap. Men, when she say she riding or dying, she mean it. Don't push it. Don't test it. Don't test it. That's like testing God. Like you gonna send those angels to pick me up before I hit the ground if I jump off the top of this building? Right. Don't do it. I don't know. Right. Trust. <laughs> trust that. Yeah. Trust that. We, when trust we say them. we love you, we love you. But and don't test it. Right. And don't. And don't. And the be... test will come soon enough. Mm. The it... test is the test of life will come soon enough. That's so part. you don't have to make up your own test. The test of life will come <laughs> soon enough. On that note, it's a wrap. This. It's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Please follow us at Bodaciously here on Instagram and Facebook. Like, comment, and DM us your questions. We would love to hear it. Thank you. See you in the next episode. Follow us on all social media platforms at Bodaciously Her. DM us on IG at Bodaciously Her with your questions and topics you want us to discuss.